A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night. Sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, here we go again. Yes. And uh, it's nice to be back. It is. Oh, there are a few issues. Technical problems the previous week. Last last week, we, we, we for, for footballing political reasons, lost a guest that we'd spoken to. But that was um, bearing in mind what was happening at his football club. Correct. Right thing to do. And we shall speak with him going forward. Absolutely. Uh, this <clears> week, <throat> we shall be talking to the US international Christopher Sullivan oh, about. And Leeds fans, Leeds fans need to stay with us. Or spread the word. If you want to know about your new coach, Christopher Sullivan knows yeah. more about him than anybody else. <laughs> and we will be speaking with Sully yeah, uh, going great. forward. I still love Sully. Uh, if you found us for the first time, tell your mates. You can, uh, you can contact us at... We're, well, we're available on all good podcast platforms at Keys and Grey Pod. A-N-D, Keys and Grey Pod. Occasionally with DJ Nigel De Jong will yeah, pop in yes, and join us, but it is to do. Yeah, yeah, this weekend I think he's in Abu Dhabi. He's in Manchester City Square for yeah, the Derby. That's where he's going with with City fans. So he yeah. won't be with us. But nope. uh, anyway, Keys and Grey Pod were available on Insta By and the way, Twitter. I kicked his butt yesterday at golf again. I know he doesn't like he it. He doesn't like it now, and he's a really good player. But yeah. the old boy did him again. But he wasn't a good player when he first came. No, but he's very good now. He's now a very, very yeah, good player. Uh, it's a very odd world, very, very different world to the one that we last spoke to you in. And our mm. thoughts and prayers are with everybody caught up in yeah. in a very, very. And you have to use your words, Andy, so carefully because you, you can be misunderstood so easily these days. And in a very unpalatable uh, tragedy. Yeah. Um, and if we can bring in some small way a little mm. bit of light, I don't know. No. Um, but but the the rights, the wrongs, and the the, the politics of. As, as a very good friend of ours in our part of the world, Steve Clune would say, our head of sport. And uh, I know what you're going to say. Well above my well pay above grade. Well above my pay yeah. grade. It's well above mine as well. Well above my pay grade, so I'm not getting into that. No. Um, we've had, I think, we've got most of the boys are mentioned now, haven't we? Going forward. Yeah, Clooney, yeah. Yeah, yeah mentioned him. Dillow's had a mention. Dillow's had a mention. Yeah, Danny's had a mention. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we need well, mufflers Harry, on the Harry microphones if we're mentioning Howie. Howie had a mention. Howie? Ed Snowden. Ed Snowden, is he yeah. mentioned? No, <laughs> yeah, I don't there was uh, this will mean nothing if you're outside of our yeah, well, part of the world. Yeah. Um, so much this week. I mean, there is so much this week, Andy. Um, it, it, it's pointless having a top five. It's a top 50. <laughs> uh, PSG this morning saying Poch is going nowhere. Leonardo says we've, we've, you know, we're, we're in constant contact. He's never suggested he wants to leave. He will not uh, be joining Manchester United. Um, John Cross, story in the mirror. Premier League 
uh, the, just referring back to the story mm. we were talking about, threat to the Russians, they mm -hmm. might pull the plug on their yeah. TV deal. What do you mean threat? Do it. Just do it. Marks and Spencer and Ikea have shut shops yes, all, over, all over Russia. Yes. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, there's so much hypocrisy involved yeah, in this whole situation. Just do it. Why is Roman Abramovich allowed to sell Chelsea before he's sanctioned? Why not come down now? Well, I don't know. Above my pay grade. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm buying Chelsea, I'm not paying him three billion. No one is. Squeeze him. Yeah. 500 mil. That's, That's your sale. lot. Although it's a fabulous, fabulous acquisition. Mm -hmm. In West London, that real estate, yeah. let alone the football club. Yeah. Think about it. But they don't own the pitch, do they? They don't own the pitch. Yeah. That, that's that the Chelsea Ken, Pitch Owners Association. Very clever. Very, very smart clever. move. Yeah, very yeah. smart move. So they can't sell the pitch no. yeah, without... Without the, the agreement of, I think it's 144 different people. Yeah. Uh, maybe or it's more than that. Maybe, maybe it's more, more than that. that. I think it may be more. But, but the rest of it is, is, oh, is for you. Um, the Russian FA are going to court over their global ban. I thought this was quite interesting, actually. Uh, they're going to the sport of arbitration. Who does it suit that they're banned? Certainly not FIFA and UEFA, does it? Uh, UEFA president Alexander Cheferin refused to be drawn on how and when the ban might end. He said it's impossible to say. At this moment, our decision is the right decision. Yes. Yes. But the words at this moment mm -hmm. apply. Mm -hmm. Going forward, I think it suits both FIFA and UEFA for Russia to win this case. Really? Yeah. They want them back in. They didn't want them out. Look at look at Infantino, early part of the week. Yeah, no, you can play in white shirts without a flag. No, he was... Sorry? He was a joke. He was a joke. Uh, Scotland's game against the Ukraine postponed. How and, is that going to work? Well, I don't know. Announcements going forward. I don't know. What did I say to you about the Super League when, when yeah, Gary we'll Neville told us he'd crushed it and no. we would never hear again you about the Super League? Back. I said it would be back. Mm -hmm. It is back. Rumbling um, again, is it? Yep. Like a bad smell is uh, the headline here in, in, in the mirror. Um, Agnelli won't go away. He says he's got 12 teams all signed up and ready to play. Uh, the hated structure of permanent members yes. has apparently been moved from. But again, it's all smoke and mirrors because the guys that... that that, that want you it. would expect to be in it. Won't ever be. Able to no, play. very much so. They won't ever be. Very able. much so. So, so no, no change there. No. I mean, uh, uh, Senor Tabas, yes, um, who, who runs the Spanish league, has been um, been strong, very strong on his comments with 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 uh, Cheferin, who echo each other's sentiments when uh, and I've just now gone and lost it. No. But uh, I, get, I get I get the Spanish Kizi, I get the Italians, I get their desire for it. Because the leagues are not bankrupt, but poor. Close to. respect to, to yeah. you know, money. Yeah. But poor. But compared to the, the, the riches of the Premier League, still. Um, still the most watched league in the world. Still the most expensive league in the world. Um, still a league that collects more money every year mm. in the world than any of them. So I get the foreign guys thinking, you know, this is a way out for us. This is a way out for Barcelona and Real Madrid to get amassed lots of money that they can't do playing in the Spanish League or playing in uh, the Champions League. And, and I get it, but I don't get the British clubs, but unless they just feel that we'll get left out if we don't join it. We're left on the well, this, this was Chefferin talking about this week. He, he said there was a meeting in a house, in, in a house. And <laughs> uh, now they're saying they don't want fixed slots. Real are saying they don't want a fixed slot. It is false. It is very difficult for the English teams to form part of this competition. So they're creating a European league with two categories. And national leagues are uh, the second category. Mm -hmm. In other words, I think what they're saying is promotion from. Yes. If you're, if you're top of this league, you can get into that one. Uh, there will be two or three people relegated, but there will always be typical teams involved. Juventus, Barca, Real Madrid. Of course it will. It's different. Do you know what it's a bit like? It's a bit like a glorified Champions League. This, this yeah. year, every year, you, you look at the Champions League now, 
and apart from apart from Barcelona, and there, there obviously have been reasons why they've been as poor as they have been this year. Apart from that, the same teams. Well, but what is that reason? That reason is that Money. for a decade they overspent. Yes. And they haven't got it now. No. Exactly. And I, and I think it's the same teams, apart from Barcelona, the same teams that, that, that we, we turn into uh, every year who will be in the same eight. You, you, could, you could sit here now and predict eight teams and about seven of them will be in the Champions League last eight next year. Well, Chefrin didn't didn't um, uh, pull his punches. He said they say they want this, but but uh, they don't want this. But they're working on it. Every time I read about it, I get cross. I think they lie more than Putin. <laughs> but then you see, then you read Steve Parrish, the Crystal Palace chairman, yeah. on who's making the money. And I, I, you know, he's got a very good point when when he talks about. Um, who's making what money? Well, who, who's making money out of football, right. out of the competitions that, that football clubs uh, enter? To hear Mr. Chefrin uh, paint UEFA as the saviour of football is quite incredible, said Parrish. If you ask pretty much every football club in Europe, most people would tell you that UEFA is the greatest enemy to domestic leads that exists. At least with the Super League, they didn't try and hide it. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's extraordinary stuff, this. The new Champions League proposals look so much like the Super League in some regards. They're worse. We seem to be sleepwalking into it, UEFA and FIFA, dominating the football calendar while Mr. Chefferin picks all our pockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really strong. That is strong from Steve. But he's not, listen, he's no shrinking violet, Steve. You'll see how he feels. No, but that's uh, what, what he's saying is, hang, hang on yeah. a minute, you know, we, we, we need a bigger share. We, and you understand that. It's a bit like, I suppose... Footballers at football clubs being taken to represent international teams. The the yeah. the, the asset is the clubs, yeah. and yet the international team's not going to, or until recent years, compensate you for injury or loss. Look at Michael Owen at Newcastle yeah, yeah. when he got his injury. Yeah. Nobody paid Newcastle no. his wages. But do you think the creeping desire of those two giant organisations, UEFA and FIFA, do you think their creeping desire to dominate world football at club level as well as international level, um, threatens the, the fabric of team uh, countries' leagues. By that, I mean, we keep getting more competitions. The Nations League that FIFA have thrown up now, where there's more internationals. The conference, the European Conference League that uh, UEFA suddenly threw in, so more teams can get European football against, well, to use a Scottish word, some diddy teams that are doing nothing else. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's a creeping influence I on en- those I two agree, but organizations. the, the counter-argument is, and, and this has been a long-held um, a conversation piece about Qatar, yeah. an Arab World Cup, the first one. It's about time. I'm sure when we talk to Sully, 1990 will get a mention. Do you remember the yeah. Fiorori yeah. that surrounded 1990? Yeah. What were FIFA doing, taking a World Cup to America, yeah. of all places, where they don't know about <laughs> soccer. Yeah. And yet, look what they have created Correct. as a result. Correct. One of the top five leagues in the world, the MLS. Is it, it, it Yeah. Wow. And, and in terms of support. Wow. And there's, they're not short of money either. No. Wow. So that's the counter-argument that, that if an Infantino were part of this conversation, he'd be ducking and diving well, and weaving and bobbing yeah. and not answering a question, of course, because that's his style. But he probably would argue... We need to spread the word. We yeah. need to take football to all the different... Now, you know, argue that to its source. Uh, his predecessor um, uh, survived mm-hmm. by, by taking football around the world and mm-hmm. getting the votes yeah. of what were previously yeah. described as the smaller nations. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it, it is a world. It's not England's 
game anymore. It, it is a world it game. World the ownership game. of the clubs proves but that. But I just, I just get the feeling they're squeezing it. I think they're squeezing us. You know, there are fewer and fewer breaks now. There are more and more breaks, sorry, for international games. There are more European games. They're trying to beef up the Champions League. They're trying to beef up the World Cup numbers. Who, who can play in our World Cup finals to what, 48? Yeah, something like that. next one is. Yeah. In America, in Mexico, and yeah. Canada. One after that, everybody. <laughs> everybody in. Scotland have got a chance. Come on, the boys. Andy Dunn this morning in the mirror, um, arguing about the sale of Chelsea, really alluding to what I was just saying. It, you know, is that right in this marketplace that that should be allowed to happen? Uh, his last two paragraphs. If anyone wants to do a deal with a Russian oligarch right now, there are two things they most certainly are not. Fit and proper. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's well, it's an argument, isn't it? It's a very good argument, but there are quite a few owners that you could level at against, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but not in these circumstances. Not in these circumstances, no. You know, no one's at war anywhere else in no. the world. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, I, I mean, if, if you're serious about it, yeah. then nail him yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Don't let him sell and then and then and then ride off into the sunset waving and th you know thanks for me. Why, why, ask me this then because you know more about this sort of thing than I do. I don't think I do. No, you, but do. I, I, you do. I have but a why, view. Why is there so much talk about Abramovich and not Uzmanov? I don't know. I don't know. And it's I say this, that because I obviously of, worry about. Of course, that's the part of the hypocrisy that. Um, I mean, Uzmanov is. I hear his name mentioned, but just mentioned in passing almost. Ah. But I don't. I don't hear... I refer to the previous comment yeah. way above my pay grade. <laughs> Southampton's success this week, did you know that was down to? Go on. The football. The mitre ball. It's lighter than the Nike Premier League ball. Ralph so. Hassenhüttl said it was an amazing goal from uh, Perro. Uh, the ball in the cup is lighter, and that's why you should shoot more from outside the box. We have a few good guys who can score goals from there. Yeah, they have. What pros? So Let's see. So it's a different Let's ball. See in the cup, keep your eye on the cup then. We also have a new ball to look forward to seeing in the Premier League this weekend. So the winter ball's going? The winter ball is gone. Oh, it's gone. It's swapped for a new blue and white version, which will be in use between now and the end of the season. Like the colours already. Well, well, yeah, but it's not your blue. It's, it's not. It's sky blue. Oh, you're joking. It's light your blue. blue. It's light blue. It's city uh, blue. City blue. It's not Rangers blue. No. Uh. See, I've always thought that. Why don't the champions play with a gold ball? Don't know. At their home ground. Why not? It's a good show. I'm the, you, know, you can a fly show. a flag, you play with a goal. And, and just for added interest, let's say somebody comes from an away team, so an individual gets a hat-trick, they keep that ball. Not bad, son. Like it. Well, just like it. set it aside, wouldn't it? Like it, yeah. Uh, this, this ball, by the way, uh, it has moulded grooves and 3D printed ink to help players put the ball exactly where they want it each and every time. It has four fused panels to create a larger sweet spot on the ball for powerful shots. And the revolutionary aerodynamics results in 30% truer flight compared to Nike's previous Merlin ball. Well, that was the one they said was perfect. Yeah. Now this is more well, this is 30% more So that perfect. means now, now it doesn't move, is that's what they're saying. Yeah. So goalies will be able to catch it now, instead of punching it all the well, time. should be. Should be, it's yeah. not moving in the air. And there should be no misplaced passes. <laughs> It's just nonsense. It's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, there's one thing missing in that about ability to play passes, ability. And there's so much this week, but I'll, this one will please you. Um, uh, Klopp praises scientists that helped with, with these penalties. They've, they've been working very closely with... Uh, Have they? Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the two boys were pictured with the trophy. Uh, 
after the game, and 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 this this is all about uh, psychology. Yes, get um, that. I get and that. Pep Guardiola has said when talking about Jack Grealish this week, prior to his uh, impressive performance at what was it Peterborough, something like that. Peterborough, Jack. it was Peterborough. Yeah. yeah. Um, he starts and small league cons. Well, let's see if he's. Small what do you mean, small league? He's 26. Let's see if he starts the derby this weekend. Yeah, see. Yeah, Plays and scores against Peterborough. What did well, he, say? he said he's happy with him. He's not in, uh, 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 too concerned about stats anymore. And I think, I think, I think, and I was, I was at the world famous Aspire this week. Yes. And they, they agree with me. There's a move away from the stats. Oh, good. They think that stats has become too dominant. Um, the question I put to them was, I. Uh, did we set up, were we creating athletes rather than footballers? And there's a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. And we were. Yeah. And who would have thought that a young man by the name of, let me find his name, DiMaggio Wright Phillips would have the temerity to start his professional career and say, I was a better finisher than granddad. Do you know who Grandad was? Yeah, of course I do. Righty. <laughs> Ian Wright. <laughs> Ian Wright. Uh, Andy. I don't know. Andy. Grandad. I know. I know. Ian Wright. I know. I'm a granddad. I know, but but you 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 I'm a you, bit older you actually than pushed Wrighty. back on it, didn't you, for a long time? I have still pushing back. What what happened when you became a granddad for the first time and your children said, What should we call because every granddad is gramps or grandpa yeah. or you know yeah. my, my father was known yeah. as G D. Yeah. Um oh, quite like that. Yeah, yeah. So so oh. what what were you when 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 your daughter said, What should we call you? Uh, I said, same as everybody else, Andy. <laughs> Couldn't get your head round that. No, I couldn't get my head round that. I'm sorry. I might be sad. I, I probably am, but I couldn't get my head round. And I told them, if you if you call me Granddad, you're out of the world. It's as simple as that. Andy, but, but we've got round it now. Yeah, uh, as time has moved on, time has moved on, and there's too many of them now. So I had to give in. I've had to give in. Uh, I thought that was alright, same as everybody else, Andy. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. at the time it probably was. Yeah. But I wish I'd have thought. Of you. you think Wrighty's just Wrighty? Oh, I don't know. But <laughs> no, Wrighty. I think Wrighty. Um, would he? And I don't take know. Take Granddad. GD's a good one. I wish I'd have thought. GD. Of that. Yeah. See, yeah. time passed. I remember watching Wrighty come on as a sub in 1990. Yes. Yes, me too. In the 3-3. Three, three yeah. Before Lee Martin we got the replay. I don't know if, well, I, I was working for, I was actually on the what day working for the Football Association doing the in-house video. Was I was that? behind the goal. I, I'm sure I did that. 1990. Game. Why would I do that? Who would I, I Yeah, you probably did for us. For, for what was BSB. BSB. Yeah, you may have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably would have done, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. as usual, I was on the fringes. <laughs> So I, <laughs> I wasn't taken to. So I was doing the in-house FA ah, video behind right, the goal. Okay. When oh, Martin okay. scored in the replay, I was at that end, and that was the Palace end, and it just went so quiet. I'd never experienced that. You, you guys who have played, you know yeah, that. Yeah. But it went so quiet, and I thought, what's happened? Have they disallowed it? Yeah. Is look it, up the other end. Yeah. The other end, of course. <laughs> I couldn't hear them. Yeah. The far end. Yeah. Uh, that was brilliant. We nearly did that once at Sky, didn't we? We had a clapometer. Yes, one of the lads who was producing at the time thought yes. it would be a good idea yes. to have a clapometer. Super slow-mo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. A clapometer that when something happened, we could see who, and I, I kind of, well, we both kind of said, well, I've got a funny feeling that it's going to be its loudest when someone scores. <laughs> I might be wrong, <laughs> but it might be at its loudest when there's a goal scored. And I think it was shelved. Yeah, clapometer didn't no. actually make its way to... Did, to, to, no. to no. 
the uh, broadcast that no. weekend. No, But anyway, listen, who knows? Going forward, everything else has been tried. Yes. Let's, in, let's speak to our guests. Uh, Christopher Sullivan, Andy, you yes. and I know very well. We from, do. Um, a, a very enjoyable month we spent mm-hmm. in his company in Miami. Yes. Um, we have worked with him in Los Angeles, yes. at a different TV company. And yes. I know that we, we can guarantee he'll be with us in Qatar for We've 2022. We've also worked with him in Qatar. Uh, American coach, former yes. American international footballer. Uh-huh. I contacted him this week and said, Sully, will you join us to mm-hmm. talk about Jesse Marsh? Yes, of course he will. First question he asked was, is it in vision? <laughs> well, that's because he's good looking. That's because he is good looking. <laughs> I only do vision. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you like, Sally? What are you like? I also call him the Oracle. Oh. Because he is the Oracle. He's an encyclopedia. Yes, he is. If you want to know anything about anybody. Yes. Outside of the English Premier League. He's your man. He's your man. Oh, without a doubt. The more obscure, yeah, the better. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sully, we're talking about you. We should be talking <laughs> to you. How are you, my yes. friend? Yes. I'm doing great. I mean, you guys, I just, it's 10 o'clock at night here and 11 o'clock in California, and you guys have just given me another eight hours of, uh, <laughs> of energy. We'll keep you up, son. We'll I don't keep think you up. I'll have to sleep at all. Yeah, you'll keep me up. I'll, I'll be on that flight to Cabo San Lucas tomorrow morning. Oh, you smile. lucky oh, boy. Stop see, it. See, Stop see, it. You did that first, deliberately. Of course he did. Yes. Of course he did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, Andy, Cabo well, San well, Lucas, you... Cabo San Lucas, okay, yes. which is a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. destination. But he won't be on his own. Yeah. Why not? Oh, oh why not? Well, he's good looking. That's why he won't be on his own. And his name's Sully. Sully, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for those who unfortunately don't yet have too much of what we might describe as background information about you, let's start there so yes. they know who we're talking to. I said former US international footballer. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many caps? Uh, I think around 20 or so back in, I uh, played in the 1990 World Cup in Italy. And then uh, before the 94, had a, a pretty bad uh, injury and then was back in the 98 qualifying. So, you know, the scope of three, three World Cups during my uh, time and then was fortunate to play in Europe. You know, I was one of the first you know, Americans to play over in Europe and it was fortunate to, to learn from the French and then the Hungarians as well. Played a little bit in Denmark and Germany at Hertha Berlin. Um, so I, I felt very blessed that I had the opportunity to uh, to play with the Europeans. I always had a little South American style. You know, I, I fell in love with that game at a young age, the Brazilians and the Argentines. And, and I've been able to do what I love and work with the greats, the legends like you too. Thanks, pal. The, uh, <laughs> the nasty injury he refers to, he had two stitches and an eyebrow. Cut. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for Sully, that's yeah, very yeah. serious. Yeah. Any marks on that face were a serious injury. These days, these days, working coach with youngsters. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm a scout for the national team, so I'm looking at some of the young generations. Like okay. they're looking for the next. Tyler Adams or Pulisic and so forth. I have two young kids that I just recommended to the national team, the under 15. You know, one is an Algerian boy 
is like a little Zidane. Another one is a uh, uh, like world class speed and great technician. So we have, you know, we have a lot of young players in the United States in that generation of of guys that played like John Harks and myself and Tab Ramos and other ones uh, that were fortunate to play and become pioneers, you know, and, and kind of break the mold. We're able to help the next generation. So I've done that, and and, and of course broadcasting the last 20 years. Very good mates with Jürgen Klinsmann, yes. who lives just down, well, in our terms, yeah. just down the road, down about the road. 100 miles away, yeah. but but very good mates with Klinsmann, and always always yeah. active on Instagram. So so, what's your handle, Sully, so people can follow from this point? I like that. Uh, <laughs> Christopher? Yeah. I like that. What's your handle? Christopher yeah. Sully 10. Christopher Sully 10. Oh, it's bound to be 10, yes. 10, 10 isn't it? Go. It's, it's got to be 10. See, but to be fair, <laughs> Mainz has got, <laughs> got the number. Mainz has got the number. That's different. Ten, Mainz has got the name. Tens are unique. Tens are like yeah. Sully. They're tricky. They're good looking. They're, they're, they're yeah. technical, yeah. I think, is the modern word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're good looking. They don't like, they don't like <laughs> physical contact. <No. laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know what we call that here? That's. No, that's when they say the one likes to wear the tuxedo, right? Yeah, the oh, other yeah. Ones are, oh, yeah. Very yeah, good, yeah, yeah. I like that. But I don't like to. I don't like to wear the tuxedo, but you got to use that one, Andy. Oh, that's well, a good one. Sally, it's getting I, used. I have logged yeah. it. Trust me, I shall going forward be using it. <laughs> yeah. But your love of football, Sully, and I use that word obviously, carefully, mm-hmm. was from a very early age, wasn't yeah. it? In an era, really, when it, it hadn't caught on in, in the US. So why was that? Well... You know, I was, uh, I followed my older brother and he, he ended up being, he played football his whole life, you know, growing up and he was a natural competitor. He was an all American in rugby and in the national championship at UCLA against Cal Berkeley that dominated rugby in the United States. And so I just went along with my brother. I think like most, you know, you can ask Andy and and others as well. They, they're normally playing with their siblings. And so the, the oldest player was 14. The youngest player was four. That was myself. And my brother was eight. And they had Scotsman, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Anderson and, and Mr. Logie, Graham Logie, that was teaching us. And first they started in a classroom and no one understood what they were saying on the board, but we went out and played. <laughs> and after, <laughs> you know, after a year and after a year and a half, you know, they say, hey, he, he can play. You know, he loves the ball, the affinity with the ball. And, um, and then I played other sports as well. So I had, you know, offers to play uh, college, American football and so forth. But my first love was always soccer, you know, football. You've corrected yourself. And that's what I was impressed with Jesse Marsh for doing yesterday in his press conference. But we'll get back to that. I mean, you're, you're working, if you're, if you're scouting for the national team, you're working very closely with Bob Bradley then. Uh, yeah, no, he's not with the national team right now. He's in Toronto. Actually, he, he was at LAFC, and I was calling some games there with uh, Max Bredos, my old partner, and, and um, he did quite a good job, you know, at LAFC. He got let go. You know, he was there for two or three years. They did extremely well, and now he took the job at Toronto, where, I don't know if you saw, they signed uh, Lorenzo Insigne, the Italian oh, European wow. Championship, oh, wow. the, okay. the champion that was with you know, get this. He's at Napoli. He's on about three million euros per year. Yes, he and would be. they've right. offered him 15, 15 million euros a year in Toronto. Shut so up. the money is is uh, yeah, yeah, no, very Shut real up. in the, in the United you, States now. How can they now. pay that? So no, how really. can they pay that? They're doing it. They just Galaxy has Douglas Costa. You know, the great player yes, who was playing yes. in Bayern Munich, the Brazilian that was also in Juventus. Who a few years ago I thought that was one of the best. Uh, transfers, you know, mid-season. Yeah. 
Um, and so now Galaxy have him, and all those deals are up upper range of eight to you know ten, twelve million a year. When Zlatan played his first year, he was he was going for a smaller amount because he was coming off that injury at Manchester mm-hmm. United. And when he re-signed his next deal, it was quite you know it was like tenfold that. Yeah. Um, so ten, yeah, they're sorry, starting. On, the money's sorry. really starting ten, to get into tenfold. Ten Put some numbers on that. Tenfold what? Tenfold. Well, let's say Zlatan signed for one million. I think the first year in a house in L.A. Once he showed that he got over the injury, right, that they were concerned with, then he signed a new deal, and it was more like ten million a year. What happened um, to the salary cap there, yeah. Sally? I thought they were very strict on how much they paid, and a certain club was only allowed to pay so much salary. That's right, but but then you have the the players that are outside the salary cap. You right. know the, uh, uh, the the franchise players they call them. So right. Beckham was one of those players. He was the first to be where they broke the rule for him. You know he was on five six point five million a year, but then his they actually bought his imaging rights, which worked out to be like fifty plus million a year, <laughs> which is interesting. We bring up Beckham second. Listen to this, God. You know I I I don't know if this came up at all in your discussion, but when I was you know, covering the league for so many years at Fox, um, Jesse Marsh was playing in the local derby of LA Galaxy, was playing then Chivas USA. The team of Guadalajara had a team in the United States, and Bob Bradley was the coach. And Jesse Marsh came in on a real hard tackle. I don't know if you guys had seen that on uh, Beckham, yeah. right? Yeah, it's so the I only thing he's famous for at the moment. come back yeah. up again now this whole week. Yeah, 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 that's right. But, I mean, it, 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 he's kind of in your face. He's got a lot of moxie. Uh, there's a lot of conviction and, you know, just touching on him, I thought that today uh, he was, I, I thought he was uh, quite good, you know, in the press conference. It's not easy to win over the English media. And I think a lot of the funniest comment, most of the comments were, Hey, I really like this guy. We need to get behind him and so forth. And obviously they missed El Loco Bielsa, who was kind of an iconic figure there at Leeds. But the funniest comment in there was all the typing you heard during the uh, press conference. One of the English they have some funny comments, but the person had said, this guy typing is just doing in my head. <laughs> we know what he means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I said, that sounds, that sounds like something I hear Richard or Andy say. But the, the, um, the thing yeah. about his, his – and I've, I've said to Andy for a long time now, Sally, I think the influence of, of, of American business and Chelsea could be changing hands – into American ownership. Yeah, yeah. You see, I, I think the I Dodgers. think they are yeah. deeply involved in Super League, uh, and, and and that's resurfaced again. I didn't expect it not to after allegedly it was buried. But the creeping influence of the American Marsh follows Bob Bradley, who was buried by xenophobia. We we couldn't get our yes. heads round yes. yeah. the fact that he, he would talk about uniforms and umpires. Road that, trips. And, road, and I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating road here. Trips road trips instead of away, yes. yeah. Yeah. Instead of away It's an Americanism. Yeah. Yeah. Marsh's yeah. only mistake was the, talking about the roster. But do, do you think he will have it any easier than Bradley did? And are we on the cusp of an American takeover? Yeah, well, no, for the second one, the latter, I'd say no. Um, and, and if you just look at the history of Americans trying to take over in Serie A, that's a difficult nut to crack as well. When you look at the Roma owner uh, who came in, many people had said, and, and I've been fortunate enough to have living in Silicon Valley where people come in and say, hey, you know, I got 60 million. I want to buy Atalanta. They owe us some money. 
And, you know, my good friend, Enrique Miguel, who is Roberto Baggio's trainer, said, Christopher, what they don't understand is in Italy, it's not the money to buy the team. It's all the movement in power behind, yes, you know, yes. there's That's much true. more to it. And, and, and I think the complexity now, when you're looking at the TV rights in England, and then culturally speaking, it's a whole different, um, uh, it's a whole different area of expertise. Um, but one thing I would say about Jesse, he's, sorry, he's sorry definitely to interrupt, different sorry. than Bob. Sorry, sorry. hang on, yep. just before you get yep. on to But I, I, the counter-argument is you've got Stan Kroenke at Arsenal. Yeah. You've you've got yep. uh, the Glazers at Manchester United. Liverpool are in American ownership. So it's already started, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it has started. And, and, well, England, Americans only want to be in England because they realize that that's where the action is. Uh, that's where the game is being played at the highest level. That's where the money is, is worth. If you're going to take a gamble and, and take that type of investment, you could arguably say like, Hey, these are franchises as big as the Yankees. These are franchises as big as the Dodgers, as big, as big as the 49ers and so forth. They're there. I mean, they're just massive. When you look at the, the world appeal, um, there was a, a, the little cafe, I think that I took you where we went, uh, Keezy, to the restaurant like a half a mile away mm. and for 20 years the owner of Tipco Software Vivek Ranadiv who owned Sacramento Kings and he was a partner he was he, he was a temperate 20% owner of the Warriors but he had to relinquish that when he took the Sacramento he every morning Christoph he called me Christoph Christoph should I buy Aston Villa <laughs> or should I buy um, Swansea I don't want to go to Swansea no, he, fell up would a good buy. Know. Trust and me. Then, yeah. <laughs> no, and he told me, then he would, it would always come around to, would you play in this co-ed team that I'm trying to play in? You know, like to bring a ringer in his team. I said, no, I don't want to play that. But he'd always ask about buying certain teams. And I think that's when Randy Lerner was yeah. at Aston Villa, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it really is, uh, it is the hot thing right now for uh, American investors to, to try to, get to the EPL. Well, you've got yeah. the 49ers now with a, what, 44% stake in Leeds and growing. They've agreed that they will mm -hmm. take the club over in 2024. So staying in the Premier League is critical to them. Who is Jesse Marsh? Uh, Jesse Marsh is, <clears throat> he, he's uh, from a working, working class background, Wisconsin. Um, much, he's similar. They identify with Bob Bradley, you know, the great teams, and Bob Bradley certainly had some good teams. If you look at the Peter Novak-led Chicago Fire, uh, where he won the first year um, in the initial inaugural season, that had Lubis Kubik, Andy will remember him, and you would too as well, Richard, yeah. from the 90 World Cup, uh, the Czech that played in Fiorentina. Mm. And um, he had several Polish players, and Christo Stoichkov ended up playing there. I mean, they had some amazing players. And Jesse was always... Um, the extension of the coach. Um, so, it, it, and, but he wasn't just a guy kicking, kicking players. He had the grit and toughness. He's not like a Gattuso, Gennaro Gattuso, uh, totally in, in that vein. He could also relay a ball, you know? So, I mean, he's, he's obviously not Fernandez, Tegan, Ajeres, and Platini either, but he understood the collective and how to move the ball and rotate the ball and get the ball to the uh, influential catalyst that actually tipped the scale in the game. So I think he had a good soccer sense of the game based on covering him for several years in the league. Mm. You know, he, he was a player that was always fundamental. He was a leader. 
uh, his, his leadership is his best quality. And I think, um, I don't, I can't think of a, a, an American coach right now. And there's some good American coaches mm -hmm. out there that could have handled the media the way that he did. I mean, like we were talking Kesey about self-deprecating and mm. he came up with a soliloquy of what he wanted and it was very eloquent. And then he followed it up by saying that really sounded like Ted Lasso after. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> broke yes. up laughing. I know. I mean, that was him as a player. What, what Leeds fans this morning are, I'll be sitting there thinking, what can we expect to see? What can Leeds fans expect a team to look like, do you think, with Jesse in charge? Well, um, there, there are certain characteristics that, that uh, cross over that are similar to um, Marcelo Bielsa, and that's the intensity and the fitness, and he calls it run. He has a word for it. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the run program where they're actually the metrics of the running, how much output in, in the they put into the game. And so they're very hardworking. I think the pressing will be, you know, you just think of Arrigo Saki or any coach, Cholo Simeone. Simeone is a little bit different because he pulls back. But a, a high aggressive pressing team, yeah. you know, that maybe even to the word of hyper pressing, right? Okay. If, if it's a situ situational scenario. Um, so he's very much into pressing. And he had his best success with New York uh, Red Bull when he transformed that team and it was a very aggressive, you know, they're robbing the ball or they're, 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 they're committing their opponent to, uh, to be dispossessed in higher, higher positions up the pitch. Right. Okay. So they're closer to goal. Okay. And which is a basic concept of football, right? It's not revolutionary, no. but that's something that he's kind of perfected. And then, you know, I think in transitional moments, uh, he's a little bit, he talks about you know, What's interesting is he uses the word topics, right? He didn't want to say concepts, so he purposely said topics because he didn't want people to say this guy is just throwing buzzwords out there, right? Into which I thought was was pretty clever, um, but it's going to be a hard task. But I, I think that he's his teams play very aggressive. Um, they're they're on the front foot, you know, as you would say. There, they're mm -hmm. looking to to press and transition very quickly and swiftly, lightning fast. I think the, 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 hard, the, the press conference was personal. If I judged him, I'd say 10 out of 10. But he used the word, now we need to implement our, we need to implement our ideas and clarity. That's the challenge, the application. You know, because if you look at Manchester United, I've been waiting for seven years. I was uh, covering them on Champions League, and I saw the decline. Uh, when they were, you know, center backs were turning like battleships in the back and midfielders <laughs> being paid a hundred million. That's yeah. true. Uh, we're being yeah. paid a hundred million. Yeah. They were being paid a hundred million euros and you pass the ball to a midfielder and he passed back to a central a center back <laughs> like Harry Maguire to figure it out instead of showing that he has mobility, you know, uh, you know, the opposite antithesis of say Thiago in, in, uh, in Liverpool. Right. And so it, it, here you have a coach, his mentor in Manchester United, and, and you see how much he's struggling. The 4-2-2-2, he kind of came away from that. So I don't think it's just tactic. His strength is the leadership, the belief, the conviction. That's what came across today. Okay. This is a guy who's driven in what he's done, okay. doing, I think. You, you, yeah. you, you stirred my memory, Sully, talking about 
midfield players yeah. dropping in amongst centre backs go all the way back to a totally yeah. different generation when Ronnie Moran yeah, yeah. was on the coaching staff at Liverpool. Graham Souness had just been bought from Middlesbrough oh, yeah. and dropped off yeah. from midfield to go and get a ball from <laughs> Phil Thompson. And Ronnie, after the game, said to him, he plays for fucking England. We don't need you running from where you are on the halfway line to join our centre-backs to pick a ball up from Thomas. Get yourself up the football pitch. <laughs> and it's as true you know, today as ever it was, is- wasn't it? Yes, and you know, it's it culturally, it's, I have two friends from, you met one of them, Richard, you know, Gary Ireland, mm. and he, you know, he, he grew up also in, in Australia, and his brother Simon was quite a player too, and he was, you know, when he was training with Chelsea, if he'd come back, and or if they moved, they'd say, stop moving so much, the defense, stop <laughs> moving so much, you know, they, it's very interesting, you know, the culture, uh, when you think about that, but a quick story about Andrea Pirlo. He was a number 10, right, for Inter Milan. Whoa, 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 stop right there. Let's right. use the correct phraseology. Yes. He enjoyed wearing the tuxedo. Yes. Right. There we go. So <laughs> Pirlo, here he is with crutches. Andrea, Andrea Pirlo is with crutches on. He's in Brescia. Massoni is the coach. I'm sitting next to Baggio. He's playing cards with Luca Toni. And, um, and you can see Pirlo's face. He's just sad. You know, it looks like a kid alone. He's got nothing to do. I came over to him and, and started speaking to him and told him how much I loved him as a player. And Massoni had said, hey, instead of playing a 10, like you playing, uh, instead of playing the, uh, this role, Trey Quartista, in, in, like you play in Inter, how about you play a number 10 right in front of the back line? You know, you just play like a number 10 in front of the back line. And two years later, Johan Cruyff said that's the best deep line midfielder in the world. Uh, so it was exactly what you and Andy were talking about. Something coming, someone coming back that deep and orchestrating, Some, you know, that type success of play. Success has many fathers. Carlo Ancelotti claims that he came up with that idea. Does he really? Yes. Ah. Only failure is a bastard. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sully knows who came up with that but idea. But it was Marconi. It was Marconi, though. It was Marconi. Let, 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 on Jesse Marsh, then, just quickly on this. Yes. What are the chances? We know, you know the league. We know the league. It's yeah. an unforgiving place, the Premier League. It really is. I think that was Steve right. Bruce. He said it's a really unforgiving league. What are the chances of him getting swallowed up? Or do you think he has it within him to take these forward positively, silly? I mean, it, it, based on what I saw today, mm-hmm. he, mentally he looks up for the task. You know, He also signed a three-year deal. Now, he had incredible success. He, he didn't succeed. He was with uh, an assistant to Bob Bradley in the World Cup that we did together at Fox in mm-hmm. 2010 in South Africa. They had good success. Then he went to Montreal. He and Joey Saputo uh, didn't have the same philosophy. He left, and surprisingly, he got the job at New York Red Bull, and the fans were flat out, I mean, just saying, no, 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 we don't want him. The other coach that was there, Petsky, was a legendary player, and he had done really well, the most winning this coach up until that point and Jesse Marsh did extremely well you know he won he, he won the title they didn't okay. win the MLS Cup mm-hmm. then he decided to leave that position to take an assistant uh, position at Red Bull mm-hmm. right and then under Ralph Radnick, uh, Rednick and, and then he went to Salzburg won two titles then he went to Leipzig he didn't do well in Leipzig and you know many people say it's unfair 
the Leipzig situation because three of the players left the main players that they had there. And um, his wife was going through, I think some, some cancer uh, during that time. The yeah. uh, Sabitzer left, uh, Upa Makano and Konote all left. And then the team hadn't done well. They said, okay, they cut ties. So he's coming off a season that wasn't, that's the first thing that I thought. That's surprising that they would hire him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Based on what happened in Leipzig because he didn't do extremely well. He definitely seems poised by the Champions League matches that he's had and the pedigree. Um, I see him that he could do quite well okay. because if I, having been a player, Andy, and, and you yourself and, and Richard, you know, listening to the conference, he's but, believable. But he's right. not a guy. It, it wasn't fluff, though. I, I don't think this was fluff at all. But, Grant, when he started, I could remember in Chicago, I just want to tell a Jesse Marsh story. Um, I, either he was with Bob and the, they were playing Poland and we were at a breakfast, and I remember John Harks and I, either the night after the game, we went to Rush Street, and we were, they had great, like, Gypsy King flamingo music, and we had the time of our lives. Yeah, that, but seems, in the that morning, seems like you and Harksy. <laughs> yeah, definitely seems like you and John. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that. And yeah. it's, sorry, sorry. Sorry, fella, carry on. Sorry. You know, that was, that was such a good memory. <laughs> but but, but I, I remember, you know, well, you look at the assistant coaches, like uh, John Hartz was the assistant to Bruce Arena. And, and you know, these assistant coaches, they're, they're setting up the cones. And, yeah, I mean, you know John Hartz. Yeah. You know, he played when you played, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Around that time, scored the goal against Peter Shelton. You know, he's a legend. Here he is. He's setting up cones, doing things. Yes, boss, whatever, writing down. They treat those guys like accountants on the bench, you know. Uh, writing all their notes on the bench and so forth. And so Jesse Martz was sitting, having a coffee, and um, and had his leg over the other leg, drinking a coffee, reading the, the paper. And he starts saying, you know, I'm reading this book, How Football Changes the World or Affects the World. And, um, and he said, it's really fascinating. Did you know that such and such, he's talking about, you know, Galatasaray and, and uh, Fenerbahce, a couple of the Darby's and this. And I said, yeah, yeah, I knew that. He goes, oh, you read the book? And I said, no, I actually lived it. I was in Europe, <laughs> playing, right? And, and so at that point, I kind of thought to myself, you know, it, 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 I just thought he was, he, he, I, I thought, you know, the comment was kind of interesting when he was talking about it and referencing the book. Mm. But now as I look back, I see a guy that was completely hungry for that experience. I, and, I, you know, I, good on him because yeah, he's done extremely well. Well, we all wish him well. We do wish Sally. him well. A couple of things quickly. Yeah. One, um, we didn't get you in vision, but yeah. we've doubled the time we normally spend with our guest uh, as a courtesy, and, and it's been brilliant Absolutely. so far. So far, there's more to come. Two, I, I don't see much of a difference between Marsh and Ranić, other than Ranić is a German, so therefore a genius, and Marsh is an American, so therefore has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Their career paths are not dissimilar, are they? That That's... The bottom. No, not dissimilar. No, really dissimilar. Okay. Now, uh, and finally, um, how is our mate Tony Miola? Oh, he's doing great. In Good. fact, his birthday was the other day. We we had a text and said when Chicago, he's he's a commentator for local commentator for Chicago Fire, and then we did the show on Sirius XM for five years yeah. together, so he's doing quite well. He's, I'll a, pass he's on. a good oh, lad. But you know, the funny Do pass thing on about- our best wishes. Uh, has he has he forgiven us yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that was I. You know, I tell this story. I tell this story all the time because we're on we're on air in between. If you really want the entertainment, you got to watch Keezy and Gray in between the show. You know, and nobody, no one does it. No one brings you back in 
to a to a to a show better than Keezy because he could be talking about anything with the guys and all of a sudden yes just as ever here we are and um, Tony Miola they were telling a story about yeah you heard what happened and they said that the the actress the famous actress that stabbed uh, that person and he who who and you know yeah and they stabbed and then uh, Reese. what's her name Reese, Reese. Reese. Uh. and he goes. With a with a spoon, and Andy said, "No, no, with a knife." <laughs> <laughs> and his face, his face was for fifteen was minutes. He was for fifteen furious. minutes, he didn't say anything. I don't think I don't think he got the joke, did he? Sorry, <laughs> no, he did. I have never seen somebody so mad, you know, for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yeah, joke, Sully has travelled all around the world. Yeah, we've told you here in Qatar as well, Sully. Don't worry. <laughs> well, do, do please, if he's forgiven us, do yeah. please pass. Send him our best. Our best wishes. And I, it's been brilliant, Sully, I to catch up. Um, thank you very much. Thanks, I, I, I know we'll see you in Qatar, so relax. Yes. My pleasure. Yes. And, and if anybody had any doubts well. as to the oracle and the knowledge then I think we've just uh, we've just proven our yes. point. Yes. So great to talk, Sally. Oh, but well, the, the, finally, finally, you, finally you, 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 I, yeah. I see you've been in rehab. What was the problem? Quickly, what was what, what happened? Oh, you did his oh, knee, knee had replacement. A, a total knee replacement. Yeah, like same as me. Yes. Yeah, so I was talk, I was chatting to him, telling exact him, giving a wee bit of encouragement. Uh, his knee was more handsome than yours. And oh, I appreciate much more it, handsome. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Not a problem. No, look after yourself, Sally. <laughs> Cheers, Same. pal. See you, mate. See you, man. God bless. <laughs> It's still a good joke. That's a great and people joke. People say that uh, I, I, I said that has travelled the world. It yeah. has, but we've updated it. Yes, because I, 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 when we started telling that many years they ago, they think we're old. They, they but, thought but we're, we're talking about the boxer. Yes. What was his first name? <laughs> Tim Witherspoon. Well, you see, not many people know the boxer. So I said to you, listen, everybody knows Reese Witherspoon. Everybody knows her. Tony so let's the update it. Tony did. He, oh, Sully's right. He was, he was furious. Yeah, no. Sully was wetting himself as well behind him. I could see him. That he tells, still tells our stories. And of course, all the lads here now know it. Yes. It's, it's really, and Jose now, who's sitting beside us yeah, now, he's, the, he's been the, chuckling the, away. The key to good humour is, is if, it, if it's funny, it'll last. It travels. Yes. So all you need to do is change your audience. Correct. So that and that. Well, uh, Josie's an example. Uh, he's this first time he's heard that. He's, he's been in, <laughs> chuckling away for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Fascinated what Sully had to say about Marsh. I do yeah. mean that, by the way. It, it, it's not the same, but it's not dissimilar, Ranjik and, and, and Marsh. I know what you mean. But one's a German, so he, he yeah. invented the game. He invented the press. The, what did he call it? The hyper press? Hyper press. He, he invented the press, whereas Jesse Marsh is coming from behind the line now because he's, he's Ted Lasso. He's yeah. got an American accent. Yes. Like, like, I mean, Sky buried him, Brad Bobbley. Aye, they did. Um, they soccer did. AM. I mean, I love Fenners, but, but, but what they did to him was cruel. Yeah. He, was ne he was never, ever going to recover from that. I hope no. this time they leave Jesse alone. Well, they will leave him alone. They won't be allowed to do it now. Well, I hope not. Because it'll be bullying. Yeah, well, it is. That's what I'm saying. And it cost the fellow his job. And he's, yeah. if you look at the jobs he's had, yeah, I know. he's not a fool. I know. I know. No, he's not. But it was great to see Sally, and I'm so looking forward to seeing him this winter. Yeah, yes. When he gets here for a World yes. Cup. But I meant that when, <laughs> when we started. The first thing he said was, is it in vision? Is it in vision? That's probably <laughs> Sally.
He is a good looking man. If you don't know him, look him up. Yeah, go, on, go, on, his, uh, go on his Instagram. Touch. He's also a very good coach. He is a good coach. Very good coach. Does a lot with the kids as well. Yeah. Amazing work with the kids over there in the States. And nice that he thinks that they've got, you know, a few young American kids, 14, 15, 16, that are showing real promise. Well, we've seen, them. Good. We've seen that, haven't yeah. we, around the world? Yeah. We, you know, as you mentioned, Pulisic. Yeah. A very good footballer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's it for another week. Thank you very much for your company. We did spend more time with our guest this week than I thought we might, but I'm, I'm happy to, that yeah. that was the case. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's a fascinating listener. He, 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 he seems to know everybody. Yeah. In fact, I think he probably does. Probably does. Yeah, he does. He, he, does. Know he knows these guys. He doesn't sleep to. He does. <laughs> uh, so you can find us at Keys and Grey Pod, A-N-D, spell it out, Keys and Grey Pod. We're available on Twitter and Instagram, as I always say. Now you've found us, if you've enjoyed us. There are so many, uh, in my opinion, yes. which is Jimmy Hill opinion used I to respect. say, this is an opinion that I respect. Yeah. Uh, there are many other shows available as well, so do please go and find them and you will be entertained, I hope, yeah. Thoroughly. Uh, maybe, maybe educated. Well, I don't know. A little bit. Yeah, hopefully, I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Stay with us. Well, if you listen to Sally, you'll be educated. <laughs> we'll see you next week. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.